The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Ben Haworth. I'm Trevor Flint. And I'm Sean Silies. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we're going deep into the Spider-Verse. I don't know. I didn't have anything prepared for this. Yeah, we're going to the Spider-Verse. This week, we're reviewing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, a shockingly good movie. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> That maybe. I don't know why I didn't expect this necessarily to be good off the bat, but it is shockingly good. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go around the room. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about the summary real fast. Bitten by a radioactive spider in the subway, Brooklyn teenager Miles Morales suddenly develops mysterious powers that transform him into one and to the one. Well, he's not the one and only Spider-Man. When he meets Peter Parker, he soon realizes that there are many others who share his special high-flying talents. Miles must now use his newfound skills to battle the evil Kingpin, a hulking madman who can open portals to other universes and pull different versions of Spider-Mans into our world. Okay, we're going to go in a circle. We're going to start with you, Benjamin Haworth. I'm trying uh, to, I am, trying to I look am, like Kingpin sh- in the image. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally a giant square. He's, like a, he's a square and I love it. He's like a giant box. It's, <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. I, I, I totally uh, agree with you, Jack. I was shocked how much I like this movie. And I actually was kind of excited for this movie, but uh, let me say, this movie has always been kind of perpetually being more and more intriguing to me. When they first announced on the Slate animated Spider-Man movie in theaters, I was like, cool, sure, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And then, considering this is the Sony ownership of Spider-Man yeah. still, even and though Sony it's like, Animation, it's all... whose last animated movie yeah. was... Actually, Hotel Transfinity 3, which is kind of good. Uh, but before mm. that, Emoji Movie, which is <laughs> the scum <laughs> of the earth. Um, I really love how Hotel Transylvania is somehow just everyone admits it's good. We don't know why. Just let it go. <laughs> we know why. Yeah. Yeah. Adam's name is Tartakovsky. That's the only, yeah. Yeah, that's the only excuse I get. <laughs> and it's yeah. clear that yeah. Adam Sandler isn't writing them anymore, so it's just like jokes in the third one. Go ahead, Ben. Um, so, but then the trailer came out, and I was like, what is this? Because it has this very, very unique animation style. Uh, which we've now learned is sort of CGI animated with painted animation over it um, to create mm. these very vibrant colors that you don't really get in this sort of very unique style. And this, but it also was like, I was a little bummed that it was our first Miles Morales movie, who's an character I do find very interesting. And, you know, I understand when we still have a white classic Peter Parker Spider-Man, but also I'm like, can we just try one with Miles? Just one? And then it was yeah. like, oh, we get our Miles movie, but he has to be with all the Spider-Man. He can't get his own movie. Uh, and then I watched the movie. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> not only is it a Miles Morales movie, it is a giant thematic theme about how everyone is included and all versions of Spider-Man, Spider-Man. are valid. Yeah. And fandom is great. And it's also really fucking funny and really well animated. And the music's incredible. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? Are my two favorite movies this year going to be Paddington 2 and Into the Spider-Verse? I am a child. I am a tiny baby man <laughs> who likes dumb baby oh, yeah. things. But I fucking love this movie a lot. It was really, yeah. really incredible. I was shocked how much yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I uh, I think that 
I think that, you know, it's one of the things, it's the same, uh, multiple people from the Lego movie are attached to this project and it's kind of goes without saying, but it's, it's one of those things too, where like, it's, it, I kind of understand for me, the reason why Miles Morales, it's hard to put, I mean, first off, from a creative perspective, you could get Miles Morales into the MCU. I'm not suggesting that that's not impossible. That's totally possible, yeah. and they should have done it in the first place. But what I will suggest is counterintuitively that a lot of the actual comic of Miles Morales has to do with him inheriting the like the right. like right. you know dealing with Peter Parker and Spider Man as a thing that came before. Which is him. why when Peter played Spider Man the game, there's a moment where it seems like that's happening, and he literally lost his mind and wrote me and was like, "Is this happening?" And then. Spoiler, it doesn't happen. Right. And that's, and that's, and that's, I guess that's why, like, here it's done so well. It's like, because it's talking about, like, you know, Spider Man as a conceptual thing. And because, like, when we talk about superheroes, it's like Batman, Superman. But, like, when you talk about Marvel, it's Spider Man. Spider Man is, like, the world's biggest, um, the world's biggest. Jack Hughes! You ate all the chocolate covered cinnamon cookies! <laughs> you son of a bitch! I love you. I'm sorry. I hate you. You're I'm dead so, to me. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. <laughs> that is Jackie, staying you the girlfriend. fuck in. You don't yeah. you dare cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the really good cookies. She got them at Trader Joe's. You should I tell ate, her like, you were making a really good point about Spider Man. I know. Make her feel I, bad. For- I, I, they were right there oh my god <laughs> you're saying guys. spider-man is but, one of the most like worldwide known characters yeah and it's it's i think it's the thing is like the reason i like miles morales's tale and the reason that i think like he stands up as like one of the good people like one of the best stories about a new person coming to the role of a superhero is they deal with the superhero being the superhero and that's like his relationship with that is important and it's like anything past that it's very hard to separate that character from the realization he's taking over the role of spider-man and that's why like you know i want to keep it that way and this movie does such a good job of that dealing with that about different spider-man about spider-man and what it means to be spider-man it this is ever since spider-man 2 this is the best movie about what it means to be (laughs) spider-man oh very much so yeah but i'm curious yeah let's talk let's get some yeah, yeah, let's get some other people in here. Sean, I, oh, we haven't had you in a while. I'm super excited you came back for this one. <laughs> I know that you're on for a bit for our 2019 game, but uh, what did you think of Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed this movie as well. Um, I was not expecting to do so after seeing the trailer for it, which just seemed a little goofy to me with, like, the, you know, the Spider-Pig and all of these different Spider-Men coming together. I, you know, <clears throat> didn't have high hopes for this movie, but, you know, ultimately came away really enjoying it. Uh, I think we hopefully can all agree that this is probably the best Nicolas Cage movie uh, we've all seen. Um, I, he could he could probably carry a noir Spider-Man movie, which just terrifies me that Sony will do it. Yup. So right. so enjoyed enjoyed that. Um, the animation style was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed kind of how they started it, and they kind of showed all the different types of uh, animation, kind of. Uh, you know, mirroring the different Spider-Men as, as they kind of did the intro sequence, which was awesome. Uh, it, sometimes it got a little too much. It was a little bright for me, um, you know, so that I, I, I left the theater just kind of seeing like bright colors for a while, which probably wasn't good. <laughs> but um, but it was it was really well done. They kind of like mimicked the comic book form, which um, which I thought was really effective. The story was was excellent. Um, really thought they did a nice job, kind of introducing Miles Morales to the to the Marvel universe. Uh, you know, clearly inclusion was the was the overarching theme of the movie. 
uh, it was neat seeing, you know, how they integrated the, the biracial family and, uh, you know, I thought really had a strong kind of origin story where he's got, um, you know, Uncle Aaron, who's played by Mahershal Ali, and, you know, the, the twist there at the end. Um, but, you know, it was just, it was really effective how he was kind of, you know, kind of going towards that character and, and still like weighing the relationship with his father, who is a police officer. And, and and how they kind of treated that. So overall, they were they were doing a lot of different things, and I thought I thought it was really quite effective. Yeah, just to b- bounce off what you said, Sean. I don't think any film since Speed Racer has been this assaultive with colors. Uh, <laughs> now I love Speed Racer, so maybe that's why I'm in. I like this movie, but definitely if Speed Racer made your eyes hurt. Uh, the colors in this and the. Uh, Overabundance of them might uh, might well give you color blindness. <laughs> you may may want to be like Spider Man Noir and just sit down and just watch uh, no colors for a while and stare at a blank Rubik's cube. Rubik's Did anybody cube else joke? get yeah. like great joke five minutes into it and start wishing they had gone to see it in 3D? It didn't bother me more now, as the movie went on, but I could tell first, you I, was like, I saw it in 3D. Because saw yeah. IMAX, I didn't realize in 3D. Not good 3D. Very shallow. Really? Didn't really yeah, do much huh. with yeah. it. So, not they did digital, not post process it well. So it's not worth. Digital saying. is very hard if they are doing like honestly because that's just the level of that. Like because this is a post process 3D, digital post process 3D is so much more noticeably bad 3D. Oh well, yeah, um, heard that. If it's if 3D is done on the level of when when you're creating the piece, you can do a lot of cool stuff. Um, but they you know they made. They very intentionally were doing their thing. They're trying enough as is to get the 3D without adding 3D in there to fuck up their whole thing. So, yeah, this is not a like you could watch most of the movie thing. without the glasses. That's how yeah. shallow yeah. it was. So. Yeah. Wow. I will say, I will say, I want to bring up this eventually before we talk to because I don't want to. I'm sure Tre- give Trevor a bit to. I want to. I know I want to get you in there, but I also <laughs> want to give you a chance to respond to what I'm about to say because, like, when you see this style of animation in anime, we all fucking like gird our loins because this is just like the <laughs> I don't hallmark. Even know what. Like in anime, this would what? It, what in anime does this remind you of? Because this is so done. No, no, so no there's much nothing like this. There's nothing like this. But yeah. like, think about like Knights of Sidonia, where like you have like that digital 3D. Like this is a similar style, but Knights of Sidonia is so much worse. And it's just like it's just it's just been in anime for so long, and it's just yeah. not been all the way here. And this is such a good version of this. Well, like, how this did is, Ben say it was weird. done? It's just like makes so, it totally different. Is um, it's it's a 3D model with actual painted on. Right. So right. it's basically a mix of both. Yeah. Like they use 3D right. modeling so, to get that kind of fast motion and the fluidity that you can't really get with just pure hand drawn, but then paint it over that um, so you get that level of color and detail that you can't really get with digital lighting quite so yet. That's, that's fascinating. So because, if they're, you know, I thought the, the fluidity was what made it, you know, watchable for me. If it was just the colors, like I probably couldn't have done it. Well, but the fluidity what, what, of the motion was, was awesome. What blew me away was. You mentioned this, uh, Sean, but but the way they animated each character was so unique. Um, the the anime girl whose name escapes me, she was very classic, very flat looking. Yeah, very Penny, Penny Parker. Penny Parker, thank you. While Porker Pig was that classic rubber hose style, nineteen yeah. forties yeah. animation. Spider Man Noir was a little stiffer. The real world, yeah. Miles's world, actually has kind of a jerky, almost stop motiony kind of feel to it. Like it's a little. 
like the edges are a little unsmooth but once you see porker pig and stuff you realize oh it's like kind of intentional that way and it's trying to kind of yeah. capture a certain kind of art style and that's what was crazy to me is like every character has its own art style its own mm-hmm. animation style and its own yeah. theme music style that like yeah. when yeah. stacy is punk rock and he's rapping miles is rapping hip-hop and porker pig is a kind of classic 40s orchestral you know a jokey kind of uh music uh, just yeah, <laughs> the level of detail in this movie yeah. is ridiculous. This is one of those things where you're very glad. I'm very glad they don't go full Spider Verse like it was in the comics, where there's like a hundred Spider Men. Like they did, they they picked yeah. five and they fucking stuck it. Five you know? with a like good. They did, they did it really well. Thing to work with, you know, Spider Man Noir, black and white, old 1930s. That dialogue you can do yeah. where he's like. Yes, his dialogue is so great. Where he's like, mm-hmm. "You go up and bash the bastards and get an egg cream." He's like a little bit of like 1930s <laughs> newsman in him. It really made yeah. me laugh. I, honestly, Nick Cage was like an inspired choice for this really <laughs> Especially because he, I don't think he did a good job in the Teen Titans Go movie. He was a little boring. He did not. And and so yeah. I was kind of like, oh, we keep casting Nick Cage just as a joke. He's not a good voice actor, but here he he got it this time. Well, yeah, I mean, he's doing a thing here, and I think that's... He also doesn't have that many lines. Like, definitely this movie is Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, and um, older, Peter depressed B. Peter Parker. Parker. Which I like that joke. Yeah. He's Peter B. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does that... Uh, one of my questions for the comics nerds is, like, does that uh, Peter B. Parker, like, is that original to this movie? I mean, I know they all, they're all pulls, but, like, how much character was yeah, already Do we have, like, a big loser this movie? Peter Parker run where he's, like, a, a real loser. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking right now. Uh, I don't. I so this is where I need Peter. I mean, because <laughs> that's what I was afraid of. I'm sorry, yeah. P- Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Okay. So Peter Parker. So Earth six sixteen. Um, is Peter B. Yeah. Parker? So Earth six sixteen. So this is the complicated thing about the Marvel universe is because theoretically the universe exists within all infinite timelines. So the MCU is technically its own in-universe timeline as well as the original Spider-Verse because there's like a into the Spider-Verse thing that happens in the actual timeline with the Earth-16 Spider-Man. But I'm not sure how tied into the actual timeline this is. And that's just, and that's just like, I don't, I don't know. I definitely know that this is not, this is not the Earth-616 pure Peter Parker because he's an older depressed Peter Parker, like loser Peter Parker. Right. Um, the, The bit is basically like the Peter Parker in in Miles's world is at like the prime. He's like he's right after Spider Man three. He's like crushing. Right. Him. Yeah. And then yeah, Peter and they, B. Parker they even have visual like, reference we... to him being yeah yeah. Peter... They even make visual reference to it being Tobey Maguire essentially. Exactly. Yeah, we don't they, talk about this. Like the, this the... happened. We don't talk about this. <laughs> the emo <laughs> dance was a lovely little moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was. That was that was the best. <laughs> They're softening that Peter Parker died bit. Like that was such a. They had to throw that in there. I was just like, oh god, guys. <laughs> they did a good job leveraging voice talent because Chris Pine voices. And in an intrigue twist, they did a good job of the trailers because um, Jake Johnson uh, he voices him in the whole trailer. But a lot of those lines are Chris Pine's Spider Man, uh, huh. which I thought was kind of clever to reveal that Misdirect. some of those scenes were yeah different yeah. person but uh 
yeah, it's sort of a, they even get Chris Pine to sing at the end, which is great. <laughs> I don't know if you stick around, but he yeah. actually sings his, like, a version of his uh, spider bells is what they call it. It's really, mm-hmm. yeah. really well, I, love, I love that. That was a fun joke where they're like, you know, and it builds into this universe that Spider-Man is like a brand that you're coming into. It's like, he's got his own Christmas album. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never invest That's... in a restaurant. It's spider themed. Is <laughs> oh, it TGI Spideys or something like <laughs> Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> What's that decor like, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I do like. I think this is. I think. Well, we haven't gotten Trevor's just straight up take. We gotta. I yeah yeah. Sorry, Trevor. Liked Maybe it. Loved know. it. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to add. Really, it was insanely funny, and it's insane that it worked. And I didn't get all the deep cuts, but I got, you know, I've, I've seen all the Toby movies. I've seen every Spider-Man movie, so I got enough of them, you know? Yeah. It's, it's amazing how they made it work with so many different characters. Because, you know, if, if this was a live-action movie, we would all be saying, wow, there are just far too many characters in this movie. But everyone kind of played their part and was, you know, effective in, in telling the greater story, I thought. The relationship between I'll just call him older, <laughs> older Toby <laughs> Maguire character, and and Miles Morales was great. You know where he he comes in and uh, you know they just can't kind of keep making fun of the fact that he's gained weight and he's really old. Um, you know, but he doesn't. He clearly you know hates the with great power comes great responsibility line, um, and and doesn't want to really be a part of this. And kind of both his character and Miles Morales learn from each other, and I think both become better. You know, they kind of become the characters they're supposed to be through that through that you know shared experience, and I thought they pulled that off really well. You know, Miles's relationship with his father, with Uncle Aaron, all of these are just great relationships that I you know it's it's honestly amazing that they pulled off such good storytelling with with that many characters. Did y'all did y'all see the Prowler pull coming? No, I'm surprised I didn't. did. Yeah, I can't remember. I why, didn't, and I was I, I was surprised that I didn't catch that because I knew it had to be connected in some ways because like why the fuck is 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 fucking kingpin making a fucking particle accelerator in the sewers but uh, like right. I, I, at the same time oh like, he's a mechanical engineer right okay i get it, I get it. yeah but yeah, when, yeah. You, when you say it's... did you see it coming do you mean like how because i only got it whenever we go to his apartment yeah it's like oh well, well obviously when when Pro- yeah when prowler died i guess like it took it up a notch for me in terms of like the level of the sh- like movie like raise the stakes you raise the stakes no no, but the fact that it does raise the stakes is amazing to me like that's that's where like this movie i was like oh god this movie like and i guess they kill spider-man so it's not like they're fucking not raising the stakes to begin with but like oh yeah that's this movie's conceit and it's just i don't know for whatever reason like i was like this movie does like i guess like what shocked me and, and like the reason that I like this is kind of a standalone thing is because I feel like this movie has and I apologize for using the saying but balls in terms of like story construction <laughs> I think so and that's yeah. just like yeah I, 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 that's the shocking thing to me about movies and like you know sometimes it's just like we're so we're and that's why Avengers is for some people shocking but it wasn't really shocking because you know we still have the possibility of everyone coming back it's spoilers for Infinity War I guess if you haven't <laughs> been spoiled somehow two billion dollars I don't know how you avoided it <laughs> you know and, uh, essentially two billion people I mean it's not two billion people but whatever a lot of people, a lot of people went and fucking saw it so you know, wait fuck you if you know we're in a totally different continuity than Infinity War so no we're just how saying is it like spoilers for Infinity War yeah, yeah I'm just saying yeah He's saying that Infinity War didn't really have balls, even though it kind of... 
people thought. Oh, except yeah. for the big turn, I, right? Yeah. Or yeah, like, and that's my point. Is like you know, I got I got scared in this movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I, we got, scared I, got, was gonna I got a little worried. Like I, I was like, oh shit, bad shit could happen to Miles. Shit, that's could be <laughs> or, really or, really bad. Or Peter Parker, like he's got a suicide. Like yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. fucked up. And I think I think that's why like it was actually like like the stakes in this I guess like that was a thing too like I actually like I was shocked by how invested I was into this movie like I am more invested in this movie than like a lot of other things I've seen this year and it's just it just it's really shocking it's really good it's also really well animated it works it doesn't always work like there are moments for me mm-hmm. that the animation doesn't particularly work uh, but it it all the way through I'm action curious sequences what those are fantastic. Are. Be- because for me, at the beginning, I was like, the reason I brought up the 3D thing, just if I didn't elaborate on that enough earlier, was that like the background started bothering me, where it's like I yeah. I saw a double image in the background. It went away as it went on, I feel like. Or I just like got used oh, that to was, it. Oh, that was, was okay. Like, I could not figure out if that was 3D or not. And yeah, it's good to hear that it wasn't 3D. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's not. It's part of the movie. Uh, it's doing... Right, because especially when thing. IMAX, you could tell how much like... They're playing with like the ink blots and stuff. I actually wouldn't recommend this in IMAX. It's almost kind of perfect in like a regular screen, I would think, because the ink yeah. blots are so big, they're really <laughs> noticeable. Um, yeah, and it's almost mm-hmm. distracting to a point. Um, it's it, it's actually a fun thing about animation because one of the best animation studios working right now is uh, is uh, UFO Table, and they make terrible. Uh, sh- they make terrible fate moons. They literally make a anime that's based on a porno. Um, that <laughs> but it's aside, gorgeous. <laughs> it's it's gorgeous. No, it's literally gorgeous. Um, but the, one of the things it's it's a gorgeous anime. It's like the fate, uh, like uh, fate stay night. But one of the things is when you I went and lo- saw their animation on the big screen and I was like, and it really like showed a lot of like things that I didn't notice before. Sometimes I think animation can be highly optimized for whatever screen you're viewing it on. And this seems optimized for kind of, I think, I think that a larger frame does not help this, nor does any sort of like 3d. It just kind of draws attention to things where it's like, you know, they're doing a lot of things to kind of trick the eye to make it look normal. And I think that because it is, it can, when you add other elements, it can wander into uncanny valley territory. And I think it's, there's very few moments in that movie when it does, but it does, it does like touch there a couple of times. And for me, it was, it, a lot of it like was around like switching between Penny Parker back to Miles or something along those lines. And like, I, I, like when they were in the same scene. Right. Mm. I think to be the, the thing that just works really well is I just read this crazy fact, which is fascinating about this movie, is that it took them 10 years, not 10 years, sorry, that'd be crazy. They took them a year to make 10 seconds of animation just because they wanted to nail the visual look so hard. And then basically once they finally had that look, they're like, okay, this is how the whole movie's going to look. That um, Wait, a year per 10 me. seconds? That can't be right. The, originally. But, but no, like, no, no, they're like doing... just to get like the first test footage took them a year. Yeah, like they're oh, like they I took see. they took I a see. year to make like the like the key visual. The look of the exactly. movie. Yeah. And then once I they had you. that, that technology sense. and that programming software and everything, then they could animate from there. But like yeah, no, it did take if it took a year for ten seconds, we wouldn't see this in twenty forty nine. Like no, right. <laughs> Man. or twenty ninety nine. They must have had a uh, you know, they had to have been really confident in the script if they were going to spend that much time on the animation. That's just really crazy. Well, one thing the I want to point out good. that I've, I've learned about Sony Animation that's kind of fascinating, which is, 
you know, you look at it and you go, well, how does this and the Emoji Movie come out of this place? Like, what is going on <laughs> mm-hmm. there? What is their core idea? You know, like with Pixar and even with DreamWorks, I feel like there's a kind of a, an idea and a look and a style to a certain extent. And there's nothing that <laughs> relates between those two movies. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, the answer is Sony Animation doesn't have like a, well, he's gone now, but a yeah. John Lasseter. They don't have like a guy in charge. And they've always wanted to get uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord to do it, but they're like, this place is a nightmare. No way. Like, we'll make movies here. Yeah. But basically, because yeah. of that, it's kind of run roost, you know, go for it, whatever. Like, it's called <laughs> Spider Man? Fine. Don't make it too expensive, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, to the point that I'm sure they showed up with this movie fully animated, and Sony was like, oh, God, what do we do? What what is this? What is this movie? Yeah. Oh my god! And so yeah, yeah. Um, and it didn't open god, very well. I, but I have to check. I have to check box office mojo. I want this. How is it doing, Ben? It's so doing it opened bad. okay at thirty five million, which isn't great, but Oops. it got an A plus on CinemaScore, which never happens for animation. So the hope is that it's going to just stick around through all of Christmas. I mean, that's your hope. Is you? God help me. I hope it gets a fucking Oscar. God help me. I'm going to be so fucking mad if Incredibles 2 wins this year. No. Like, the Oscars know nothing about animation. Which that's is why just, it's going to win. I know. That's just, yeah. Well, spirit yeah. away won an Oscar, so there's, okay, there's hope. Here, here we go. Spider-Man <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse delivers largest December animated opening at 35.4 oh, million. That's good. There you go. Yeah, there's that's not, not too that's, many that's animated fine. movies in December though. It's usually like your. That's not. Yeah, your I don't Christmas think it's. I'm, I'm, I'm like looking. I'm looking but for see, the comparison like Sing, thing that Box Office Mojo does, and there's nothing. And I'm like, oh. But then the thing great. is, like, Sing <laughs> opened really low, but ended up making 250 million dollars uh, during Christmas. So like, if you stick mm-hmm. around, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah, because I don't. I you know the, the the marketing I thought wasn't great for this movie. Um, you know, yeah, it's you, tough. You, <laughs> It's you you want yeah. and I you as a marketing guy, I would say like if you handed me this, I'd be like, I don't know how I can sell this. Like, <laughs> Other than character what, posters, but what like, do I do? But that character posters just make it kind of worse. Where you're like, okay, Spider-Man. yeah, there's there's too many characters. I don't know. Like, what's all right, young, young black Spider-Man, your classic white Spider-Man, girl Spider-Man, I, pink I wanna... Spider-Man, anime Spider-Man, what? <laughs> like, oh, Nick Cage Spider-Man, so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to make a point here about the original Miles Morales when he was in the Ultimate Universe, because um, as part of the Ultimate Universe, they sort of used in the Ultimate Universe. There's a there's, this is a dumb Ultimate Comics thing in the Ultimate Universe. Peter Parker has a female clone that made of him. And that's their version of the Clone Saga. And it's wow. that universe. The Spider Girl is, a, oh, is okay. the female clone of Peter Parker. And they actually have a little good bit in there about her finding her sexuality because she has the memories of Peter Parker, like living, growing up a boy and then one day waking up and she's a girl and she can't deal with her sexuality because it's different but uh you know it's it there's a you know so she's a complicated character in and of herself um but you know she ends up training because peter parker in that universe dies before miles morales becomes spider-man so he never trains miles so in that universe like you know she becomes an avenger and essentially trains miles and kind of helps him and it's one of those things where it's it's nice to see them kind of stick Spider Gwen back into that role a little bit. I just want to make that's like a cool reference. And I also think that she's kind of like the proto Spider Gwen before Spider Gwen was a thing because she was actually a pretty cool character and she kind of got retconned. And I actually don't know what her status is. I'm pretty sure she got retconned when Ultimate got thrown out the window. But still, I'm kind of sad about that. But you know, she's kind of re- reborn in Spider Gwen because they their characters are very similar. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing that just blew me away is the balancing of the characters was really on point. They really broke yeah. it down in that, like, 
Miles Morales is our protagonist. He very much is. He's through the whole right. movie. He'd right. never lose him. He has a total character arc. And then <laughs> Peter B. Parker and Gwen are very much your sub-characters. They have their own little plots and, su- and, and, and growth, but they, they don't suck up the energy. And then the other three are mostly comedic. And they do have their little moments, like when the, the robot dies and stuff. But mostly they're there just for good comedy and good bits and playing off of people. And they like very much keep it so that like it doesn't become Spider-Man Noir's movie all of a sudden. You're like, wait, what about Morales? Or, you know, becomes even Peter Parker's movie. Like it, they do a very good job of understanding kind of how to let each character breathe in a very good way. Um, I think that kind of comes from um, Phil Lord's uh, kind of sitcom background and, and working mm-hmm. on a lot of TV shows and stuff. It kind of feels like a great arc of a TV show or something. Like it has that kind of nice uh, pacing, which I really yeah, appreciate. Yeah, and on, on top of that, you know, you've even got, you know, Uncle Aaron's character, or the, the dad character, Aunt May, who's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, and all of them have like, May. legitimate character yeah. arts that are well done. Um, it, it, you know, the, the fact that all of this came together with as many characters as it has, so many of which are, are uh, you know, intriguing and have a lot going on. And then even on the villain side, there's like a bunch of different villains in this movie, uh, which, is, which is also fascinating. The fact that they got all of these voice actors together, you know, Liev Schreiber, Chris Pine, you know, fucking Nick Cage, Zoe Kravitz. Like, I, I don't Oscar know Isaac how this for all... One, Oscar <laughs> Isaac for a goddamn end of credits joke? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was him, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. one of my favorite performances, just because like I didn't remember that to expect it, but then when she showed up, I was like, "Was that Lily Tomlin? That's the Lily Tomlin." Oh yes, yeah, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, it's it's and, super and I, impressive. I love Catherine Hahn as female Doc Ock. That was legitimately. Oh terrifying. yeah, that was, I loved yeah. her, and I really like that. Uh, that's just a very good uh, stereotypical reveal where she like looks like the quirky fun scientist who like has a heart yeah. of gold and you think they're going to get there to the lab and she's going to be like oh I just wanted to do my science but Fisk is so evil and then it's like nope she's just as evil she's <laughs> an absolute monster and it's I don't cool. even know why that works that well because like you don't know anything like about her motives really like Fisk it's just design Pen has just- like yeah, no, yeah. it's pure design, and you get it. It's Doc Ox. Like, it's for science. Like, I just want to know if it works. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and what's so I funny think, is that right before think, right before that scene happens, uh, Peter B. Parker is going through, oh, here's what's going to happen. He's going to say, you've got 24 hours, and it's oh, going to be God, all yeah. very stereotypical. Oh, yeah. and, and I really not. liked him bored of the tropes. That was really funny. Like, yeah, it's always yeah. a lockout key or a USB. I just call it a, it was a goober. It was <laughs> a goober. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another thing this movie is deserving credit for is how well it walks the line with, um, you know, cracking superhero fatigue jokes, not as mercilessly as Deadpool 2 and still being really sincere at the same time. Like, that's yeah. a that's a delicate it's, it's line a, to walk. It's a movie that's that's in love with uh, it's in love with its own subject matter. And I yeah. think that's I think that's when, like, I like uh I love I like, the internal monologue references to how they have the, the onomatopoeia in the background. Right, that's part of his powers. He gets the, yeah. my, my favorite onomatopoeia where he throws a bagel and he hits it and he goes, bagel. Bagel, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
This movie really is super packed with jokes, though. It really is the, It really is good. I mean, has there ever been a better comic book adaptation in terms of like capturing like what is so great about comics in a way? Like that's that's really why. Well, that I that's when so I was when I was sitting in the theater and the, it does the Columbia logo in a bunch of different ways. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. And then and then yeah. it does the Marvel logo in a bunch of ways. And then the first image is the Comic Code Authority sticker. And I was what like, is with that? Oh. Yeah. This is interesting. The Comic Code Authority sticker was like the first thing you would see in the right corner of like old comics back in the 50s. It was huh. like a, 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 a like basically they had to be they were censored and they had to go through the stuff because of uh, stuff like Wonder Woman and, and kind of early comics and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and like that is just like pure nerd iconography. <laughs> like you see that yeah. and it just puts you in a it's like seeing the parental advisory sticker <clears throat> on a 90s rap album you know it's just something about it puts you in a time and a place and <laughs> seeing all the marvel logos and then that and then starting up i was like oh this is interesting i don't know something just felt different about it and in particular i think the moment that really solidified that that look you're talking about trevor is that they show everyone's origin story with the comic book cover and then yeah. when miles gets his powers he gets his own comic book cover and i was like yeah yeah Oh, this is so great. <laughs> Not even when he gets his powers, but when he takes the quote unquote leap of leap faith. Leap of faith, which is so well animated. Very beautifully done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's another thing too, is just like even we've talked about animation a lot, but even like just shot composition, this movie really gets and it does it does something oh, yeah, that I, I think to, is I have to nerd out for a second for one part. Which go is, go to town. Where they really do a very good job with where I can actually like see the comic panels in my brain. Is when they're doing yes origin story, oh, oh, so good oh. where he like clicks a yeah. pen and each pen is a little beat of his story and you can just see that panel. Could you Jack? Where it's like click image, click oh. image, right? Oh. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I love it so much. Also, I, Fisk I in a Christmas sweater is my favorite thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, googling that right. Right now, yeah, I, I I have to admit, there's just so many moments in this that are just like they're really well put together. Where you can tell there's, there's just like every frame has so much love put onto it. But I think that for me, the best part about this movie is that the style of animation and how it's done and how it's all put together and presented gives like a kineticness to Spider-Man that's never present in any of the existing movies. I was thinking like that too, like when that Green Goblin fight and he's like going all over the place. I'm like, oh, this is just impossible to do. In live yeah, action. like you could, it's, you it's could, too fast. you cannot do it. You cannot digitally do this, like in a in a movie. And it's just like, as far as we've come with CG, like you know, like no offense, go go and watch. I love Spider Man Two, and I think Spider Man Two is actually done really, really well in terms of like mixing practicals and other things. But Spider Man Three and One, there are some real bad animation, and like there's some real bad CG in there every once in a while. And uh, when, when and also Toby's even on the, in the rooftop, newest, he kind of looks like Woody. He's like, like this. <sighs> it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at, at the same time, yeah, it's just it's. I don't think this is just like the perfection of just like Spider-Man movement and with all the different kinds of movement that you see and like Miles Morales specifically, just like the way that they've animated him and done like kind of that bigger head Spider-Man where he just like moves through traffic. I'm just like, oh my god, this is gorgeous. <laughs> like it's just, it's just gorgeous. And I and I and I th- yeah. <sighs> all right. <laughs> I think. I think we need to do some scores because I think we need I need to sit down because, I, I, you know, there's like we can talk about it all day. I do think that like the proof in the pudding is like where you rate this in Spider-Man movies and, and comic book movies. And so let's go ahead and kind uh, of I, I kind of want to hear that from everyone where you rate this in terms of comic book movies, because 
Um, it may be for me that it may be one of the better ones <laughs> in yeah. terms of stuff that's out there, even above like a lot of MCU stuff. So, um, which just how the fuck Sony managed to produce it, I'll never know. But that's <laughs> whatever. It, it's one of those cases of like when the high school's on fire, maybe someone's in the back doing art <laughs> when no one's watching. Yeah. You know, like yep. stealing all the out. art supplies. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's actually start with uh, you, Trevor. I was afraid you were gonna point to me first. Um, um, I'm I'm rapidly trying to remember like how since you brought up like the rest of Marveldom, how I've rated like what my highest rating for a comic book movie is, and I think it I I think it's Doctor Strange with an eight. I'm pretty sure, which was just a really like personal. It's a great movie. In in the mood type, type thing. Yeah, I've never watched it again after that. But um, I'm sitting between a eight and a nine. Let me think. I mean, it's it's up there. I think it's. I mean, it's definitely better than Doctor Strange. So I guess that's putting it in context for me. I guess I'll give it a uh, an eight point five. Eight point five. That's solid. That's solid. Where, uh, out of curiosity, do you like this more than Homecoming? Ooh, that's a good question because a lot of people yeah. like loved Homecoming, and I—I I mean, I, I like Homecoming lo- quite. I a bit. loved it, and then I was like, "You got to see this! You got to see this!" And I made my girlfriend watch it, and I was like, "I mean, with the Michael Keaton scene and everything, but like at the end of it, I feel like last week I was like, <laughs> do what? Oh no, I, I just—I like this way better than Homecoming. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I think Homecoming is doing more. I wouldn't say on a character level. I don't know. Miles Morales' character, like how he's pulled in two different directions between his dad and his uncle, that characterization is really good with like the tagging, with this, with the graffiti oh, yeah. and everything. It's just, I don't know. I, I probably would like it. I, I would probably rather rewatch this than Homecoming again. Actually, Homecoming I've seen twice. But I don't know. The second time I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is good." But like the like the Trump like the um, like the worker class Michael Keaton character theme of the villain is like really great. But then it's like it's just kind of in the background, you know. Like it's not yeah, like yeah. you know as as great an actor as Keaton does, he's like bringing more to it. I think as an actor. And then, sorry, you just like got me yeah. really thinking about that. Now I'm going on too long. No, but, that's a that's like, a painful. Yeah. Well, that's a painful comparison to make because you know a lot of times people say, "Yeah, how like, dare you give me, that to me?" I'm just kidding. Well, no, it's just like <laughs> honestly, sometimes my favorites like movies are like can be difficult for me because like Spider-Man 2 is usually the movie I hold up as like the best superhero movie period. Yes, that's um, the thing is like Spider-Man 2, yeah, cuz I'm a big fan of Spider-Man 2 as well. I think and I was kind of trying to bring it up earlier, but I don't know if it bothered me. It was like how many times they say leap of faith in the third act of this film is a little annoying to me. Um and yeah. like that is a third act resolution is I mean, it's just fun, and we are all Spider-Man is a good moral. It's just a little simpler, I think, than maybe yeah, I think, some of the other. And Spider-Man it's funny to me to, to admit that the movie craft here may be superior in Into the Spider Verse, but there's just so much more happening. There's a yeah. lot more spaghetti on the wall than in. I mean, that's and the, but that's that's this. This is where I would kind of come back and like I'd probably score them both the same and say and come back and say um, Into the Spider Verse has more stuff going on but you know this is like the for me it's not necessarily which movie is better or better than the other one it's more about like the back to the future a blade runner scale of like you know 
Spider-Man 2 is like a really perfect screenplay and fulfills all of it. And this is a great screenplay too, is the difference here too. But I don't know. There's still a lot of extra like things in Spider-Man 2, which is, I guess not to this, like, you know, they still serve their purpose in the plot script. Sorry, I'm stealing your time, Trevor. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're good, dude. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable giving it an 8.5. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to interject. I'm trying to interject some. So this is just not a total love fest. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I gotcha. Yeah. Let's move on to you, Sean. Yeah. So uh, I, I like this movie better than uh, Homecoming for, for a couple of reasons. First, uh, you know, it's funny. When I, when I saw Homecoming, I, saw, I thought, oh, this is such a good movie in the sense that it captures high school really, really well. And I could totally relate to, to the experiences that you know, you know, young Peter Parker was going through. And it, and it was really funny, too. There were a lot of jokes in there that, that really did well. You know, making fun of how Tobey Maguire is actually 30 when he's supposed to be in high school is great. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, I, I like this movie a lot too into the spider-verse right like i think the characters are better written i think there's a lot more um there's a lot more emotion that, that's going on you know i think the characters are really relatable um you know again the relationship between miles and and his father and and, and uncle aaron it's just such a great character arc and and there's nothing quite like that in in um in homecoming right like i i I think Tom Holland's character was great. I think Michael Keaton's character was great, but the supporting cast wasn't there in my view. So that's why I would put into the Spider-Verse ahead of it. Like, you know, the animation's great. There's just so much that works for this movie. It's very hard for me to rate anything above Spider-Man 2 just because it's it's such a hallmark of superhero movies. You know, if we didn't have Spider-Man 2, we probably wouldn't have, you know, the Marvel Universe as we know it today. It's just such an important movie. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I'm getting nostalgic just thinking about it. And I, I know it's not fair, but for, for those reasons, like Spider-Man two has a special place at the end of the day for me. Um, yeah. nonetheless, I, I agree with Trevor. It's just an excellent movie. I, I I'm also going to give it an 8.5. Yeah. Uh, Ben, you're up. So I'm an interesting place with this because boy, Peter, and everybody, and I, I think you might be somewhat of a Spider-Man fan, but if you're like a big Spider-Man fan this year, God, what a year you've had. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you've had like yeah. a, a great, great <laughs> sort of, you know, even a, mo- a movie that's so packed with stuff. You have like one of the more memorable points in Avengers Infinity War. You've had an amazing video game and now an amazing movie. And both the video game and the movie are like huge love letters to the entire history of Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So, you know, as a... As a Batman fan, you know, I had I had that run there that was nice. Screw you. It's a little rougher <laughs> over, right buddy. now. It's a little rougher right now. But, you ben know. Affleck just taking a big dump on it. It's a little, <laughs> little harder. You can get raped in prison. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Um, come on, Matt Reeves. Help myself save it, please. Help. Um, and, and Spider-Man was always weird for me because I... I quite feel like it took a long time for me to kind of get the appeal of it. And weirdly, it was this movie that really helped a lot understand why people love Spider-Man so much. It wasn't like I hated him. I just, I don't know. I didn't get that love that some people have, like deep, deep love. Um, and uh, I, I think this movie is just so interesting in that it, of what it says about fandom right now, which is my whole thing is that fandom right now is too much of, that's not my Star Wars. It's not my Ghostbusters. And this movie basically is like, 
the idea of your anything is nonsense. That it's all part of what Spider-Man is. The Spider-Man isn't just Peter Parker, a white kid from New York who gets bit by a spider. It is like these core beats and ideas of what a Spider-Man is. And, and they get down to being a spider person, really. <laughs> it should be gender neutral with this term. <laughs> spider it's, person. It's a spider <laughs> being. <laughs> um, is Yeah, person doesn't work for the robot. Right? Maybe. The robot, the Arguably. pig, uh, they make it so Android. hard. Android. Um, yeah. So being blessed with these powers means just frankly that you never give up. That at a point when you're at your most beat and you're most uh, you're most vulnerable, you're at your worst point, you still get up and you still keep fighting. And to me, that is such a valuable idea of not just what Spider-Man is, but what culture is about, which is that like these characters are malleable and that's what kind of makes them so great. I mean, Spider-Man has existed for 60 years and to see a movie that like loves Spider-Man from the cheesy sixties cartoon to the memes, it like is like the memes have value. Everyone, even the memes <laughs> have value. <laughs> is, even masturbating Spider-Man is has have value. value. <laughs> it does. And, and there is something fascinating about Spider-Man, I realized, which is like, how could he be a meme and like a hugely successful character? And like, how does he manage that? Like, he's never been like, he's always been popular. It's very impressive for such a long running character. Um, and uh, it, it just really blew me away. But then beyond that, uh, the animation of this movie is just so fucking incredible. As an animation fan, I cannot stress enough how much this really was really impressive and did a lot of things I want animation to do, which is play with perspective more. I hate, I love Pixar, but it drives me crazy. They have to make every character look kind of normal. They don't like play with perspective or motion more that they, they, you know, Kingpin is a square. <laughs> King Goblin is a Fuck giant you. goblin. Why? I don't yeah. know. Who cares? <laughs> and that's it's another cool. ultimate reference. Oh, Sorry. really? Okay, good. Good to know that he was. Oh, yeah, a giant I'm sure that was a cut ultimate, to something. Ultimate Green yeah. Goblin is uh, is, is a like goblin. Just, yeah, he's a giant fucking goblin monster. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Fair. I'm glad to know just, he was it's a just giant a thing. goblin. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and to play with the comic book imagery and to, and to have that kind of understanding of the beats and the looks and and really getting down to it is just really incredible to me. And the music's incredible to me, and the animation's incredible to me. But that theme really, really hit me hard. So can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm giving it a 9.5. I really Holy fucking shit. love this movie so much. And I was, you know me in superhero movies, so like. <laughs> It's, it's, it's I'm so upset. You I'm so stole my thunder, you dickwad. I'm I was sorry. I was gonna roll it with a nine, and you're such a dick. <laughs> I did it. I did nine point five? Are you serious? I was like, <laughs> I like Spider Man the most. I did God it. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie blew me away. I couldn't believe it. Now I, I will admit, I need yeah. to see it again, and maybe it'll go down I, a little I, bit. I don't think it will go down a lot, but it could go down a little bit. I can see that. But yeah, and. It's You'll definitely one of my favorite too. movies of the year, and it's very impressive. And it's, and here's the weird thing: I don't know if you can really even do it again. It, it's yeah. kind yeah. of only a movie you could do after you've had Spider-Man for sixty years and seven movies and a million comic books and video games and like, you can only really do. It's my okay, here's my example: Bioshock Infinite tried to have the exact same kind of ending, which like, what is a Bioshock game? The problem was there was only three, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> there wasn't. 
it wasn't like we had decades of Bioshock and we're like, what does this mean? What is a Bioshock? So it kind of falls flat a little for me, but like this is like there's been so many goddamn Spider-Man. Like, yeah, what does that mean to to be Spider-Man? Spider-Man is part of the cultural firmament. It's a it's inherently a different fucking question. Like if you have a Spider-Man, you can fucking yeah. Yeah, like exactly. It's like it's looking at like why is Spider-Man both a popular meme and a popular movie and a video game? Like why does he work across all this? And usually I hate that kind of meta shit. Oh, I'm cool. Am I kidding? I love that meta shit. Um, yeah, I was about to say. I'm going to call so <laughs> much bullshit kidding? on that. Bit. That, is, that is literally I, up your I, alley. Here's the thing. I, li- I like meta storytelling, jerk off. Yeah, stories are great kind of stuff. I don't really like meta humor as much. How about that? That's fair. Um, oh, so, no. So the, so the meta, the meta oh, humor yeah. sometimes with like the Deadpool and stuff kind of gets me. But this is much better than Deadpool. And I would say it's probably... Now, I need to watch Spider-Man 2 again. That's the only thing. I've not seen those classic Tobies, the classic Tobies in a while. Um, I just need to rewatch them in a fresh eyes and just, just give them what they were at the time. Um, I feel like I'd like them because they're goofy, which is I'm pro. Um, yeah. But uh, for me, this is, you know, it's the old cliche, but it's kind of the best superhero movie I can think of since The Dark Knight, frankly. Like it's it's the one that really does it in a way that is really fascinating and interesting to me. Actually, maybe the Avengers because I really really like the Avengers a lot. And the more I get away yeah. from it, the more I realize how, how really interesting and, the Avengers is. And I'll, I'll t- I want to talk about that about the Dark Knight. I, I don't know, man. I I, I don't want to get into this. Like Jack, we, Jack has a problem discussion. with that being like a weather vane for superheroes. I get it. I get it. And I'm not a huge Dark Knight fan. I've I've cooled a lot since I was. 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really need to watch it again because I'm the one who says that, and then like I watch a video essay about how it has like really like troubling political themes if you think about it and oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 well remember yeah. When it came stuff out, is a little right? weird it came out like yeah. right up. it's okay because he used it for good that's he turned it, it off yeah. he, <laughs> he turned, turned it off, it off i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that movie yeah. is so good guys the dark knight is so <laughs> fucking on. good I, I, i'm sorry I, I i've always maintained i like the dark knight it's it's up there it's just like i've always been upset that it's the weather vane like this is like even this movie is a much better weather vane for superheroes because it's about superheroes. Spider Man Two is about superheroes. I, I just I, fucked I, up I the expression. That. Terms of like being like an actual, and that's my like yeah. And, and here's the cheat I'll give you if you want to use it. If you want to be a, a dirty cheater, to me, <laughs> to me, this is not a Spider Man movie. This is a movie about Spider Man. <laughs> it's like about what it even means to be Spider Man. It has the Spider Man right. beat, but like the actual Miles Morales story. Well, I think it is good and functional and very well done i don't think it's like all that there's some good stuff but i don't think it's like if you just had just that story with no spider-man stuff the extra spider-man stuff i think it would just be a pretty yeah, it's good just a, it's just an origin story pretty good origin story good yeah eight out of ten yeah. seven out of ten something like that yeah. you know mm-hmm. but like it's yeah. the fine it's not a nine that. a nine point five out of ten no <laughs> Sorry. It's, i just i love you were gonna pile cool on this one the... and you're gonna be like i can't believe i gave it a nine point five i already you know that's gonna mean, happen but at the same time i of course yeah. I'm mad about that. Are you kidding me? I gotta I go know. on Letterbox <laughs> now and be like, "Sorry, Aunt Annihilation, but Spider Verse is better." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, I love you so much, <laughs> child. There's, I just I'm when a we tiny do, I, I'm getting the quiz questions ready for the end of the year, and I was doing them MGB trivia. And when I do that, I compile everyone's scores through the years, yeah. and I just like there's so much fun trivia about like what we scored, what versus what. It, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I next year my favorite movie is going to be like a movie about cartoon bears oh my favorite movie is about a cartoon bear god damn it 
I do want to say one quick thing before we go, because I didn't get a chance. I, I told everyone that my score was a nine. Uh, I I think that uh, while I I think that I really I really honestly am gonna sit down and watch Spider Man two and this movie and just compare them. Uh, I think that'd both be, of these be are better than yeah. bo- both of them are better than Homecoming. Homecoming is, however, in my mind, very very good. And you know, Homecoming Homecoming is like you know. Civil War. Civil War is not necessarily the best movie, but it always gets a pass because it's the most comic book esque movie of that I love, and I love Homecoming for being like the Peter Parker of fucking the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just so much fun in itself, and that's why those movies get a pass. But they don't get a pass because they're not like something that brings to the surface what I consider to be like the bellwether of superhero movies, and that's this the, this movie. More importantly, and it's going to go down in history for me personally as the movie that kind of codified something that's been floating around. In superhero movies for a while and kind of like you know in instances of like ang lee but this is like mm-hmm. the perfect digital animated version or representation of what it's like to read a comic book and i don't think anyone's done this better i don't think anyone has done that better and that's an important thing to note in movies in my opinion yeah so just a real quick all of us uh gave home spider-man homecoming an eight except for sean gave it a seven so officially we do prefer this to homecoming Okay, well, I think that's fair. Either. I mean, I think they're both. I think they're all good. I just, you know, it's a real good year to be. It's a real good couple of years to be a Spider-Man. A real good couple know, of years to be right. a Marvel fan. Yeah. Right. So uh, technically, nine point five, eight point five, eight point five, nine comes out to be like an eight point seven five, which I'm going to round up to a nine. So the Movie Gang Podcast gives Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse a nine out of ten. It is currently our highest rated film Jesus of the year. <laughs> this is my fault, too. No, because it's my everything, fault. everything else, I, I know it's, it's everything else is like, you know, you have somebody on the cast pulling the score down. No one's pulling the score. Guys, this top, top critics was like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes until like three days ago. I've been like reloading it. constantly. It's like this, this yeah. is what everybody can agree on is a movie with like an anime and like more spider oh, There's a Rubik's Cube joke. I know. It's got so much heart, dude. It's got so yeah. much heart. Like it's just it's just like you hard it's like it's I I'm not shocked at all that it has a high rotten tomato score because you you have to be like there's this one guy that's a top like rotten tomatoes into the Spider-Verse. I just, there's one guy that has a negative review on there and I just, every time I see him, it's like, you son of a bitch, you just posted this because you wanted oh, to, yeah. to post it. I know, that. I know. Okay. I mean, nothing. that's like that's a there, there, That's guy. the problem with the Rotten Tomatoes. There are some people who are there just to get yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like more an experiment. Yeah. Oh no, no, listen, listen. Matthew Ro- Rosa, it's more an experiment than an actual film. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't read it and not like throw up in my mouth. <laughs> Fuck you. I read that earlier. It's like, oh, dude, you yeah, did nothing. No, the fact that this movie came together and worked so well is just fucking amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, like, like. Into the Spider-Verse has a better meta score than if Beale Street could talk, like the sequel to Moonlight from the guy who made Moonlight. It's like... Holy shit. It's like, damn, son. Critics, <laughs> you were into it. Yeah. Actually, I'm actually super curious if it has a better meta score than Moonlight. Uh, that would be... It would be that would be really... <laughs> in all honesty, that'd be... I'm actually scared I might be to go back upset. and look at our Moonlight score. No, I think we gave Moonlight a 10, if I'm not mistaken. I probably did, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. All right, guys. For the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Ben Haworth. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm going to 
uh, go um, and just play video games and accept I'm an eight year old. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just the future of yep, cinema. It's me, uh, Trevor Flynn. Bye bye. And joining us, Sean Solis. Thanks, guys. It's fun to do this again. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you. I did miss you. I really yeah. miss you. I'm sorry. And I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening. Head on over to TuscanShed.com. That's the Tuscan Shed Media Network. Check out all the other podcasts that go over there, including the Pen and Paper Pod, Animania, Geek Space Nine, uh, Live Long and Discover. I'm missing some. What am I missing? Um, coming back bros next coming year, back. a feast for bros. Yeah, uh, go check out all those others. Check out our posts on our blog. Head on over to tuskenshed.com backslash help us. I mean, support us. Alms for the poor. Alms for the poor podcasters. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful, happy holidays. Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to be on for the Christmas cast. That's probably going to be Ben and Peter uh, doing Aquaman. Uh, but I'll be back uh, next year. and I personally will be back next year in 2019 for the uh, New Year's game show arc that we always do. So from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, uh, thanks for listening. 